Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I am Colton Smith, and as always, I am joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Kinnicky. <laughs> He's mixed it up. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now, it is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week, we set a film for each other to watch, and then we come into the studio and talk about what we loved, hated, and rated. Now, the beauty of our film club is that anybody can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought. This week's film has been chosen by you guys, the audience at home, and you picked for us Grease Lightning. But before we have one of you on for a synopsis... It's just Grease. It's just Grease. You added the lightning. You're desperate to sing. I like the lightning. Before we have one of you on for a synopsis, as always, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Jack's desperate. I am desperate. Because for weeks, he's had nothing. It's been Tumbleweed Shepherd. And now <laughs> look at him. He's got his notes out. He's ready. Hit us, Jack. So, um, it was my daughter's birthday. And where do you take your 13-year-old for a birthday celebrations? 13's big and teenager. Big do. There's only one place. Cass Factor. Cass Vegas. Cas Vegas. <laughs> he went to Cas Vegas. Yeah. When he told me, he went, oh, it's Nyla's birthday this weekend. We're going to Castleford. I went, what? My hometown? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it like a big party palace? Is it that what it's known for? Is it like a shopping centre or is it just like an arena cults? What I'm thinking of, that escape that's just off the motorway. Escape is like an indoor entertainment complex. Yeah. So you've got... <laughs> You've got. You um, much better than it do you know be. what, Ben? People travel miles. I've, I was I took it for granted because it's literally three minutes from my parents' house. <laughs> I think it sounded like the Eiffel Tower. Took it for granted. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took the view for granted. Then Niagara Falls, but some people travel thousands of miles for Cas Factor. <laughs> so I'll give you a little bit of history. It used, it used to be the site of the old pit. And from when they shut the pit down, they had to reinvest into Castleford. And this like architect came and built this thing. And basically, it's an indoor ski slope. It used to have an ice climbing wall. It's got indoor trampoline park. It's got a few climbing walls. It's got laser quest, golf. It has... It's got everything. Massive cinema. And Ben, 
I've probably been there about four times in the last five years. Ever since growing up, it's just a place that you avoid and, like, it's next door to my parents' house. So the first thing that they're doing is they're on the climbing walls thing. And luckily, I've not brought the right footwear. I've got my boots on. Not great for climbing. No. They said you can still do it in your boots. And I went, I, you see, I don't want to break your records, whatever you've got. So I'm going to I'm gonna sit this one out. The only adult on the climbing wall, <laughs> yeah. kicking kids with your big boots. Normally you'd be in Converse as well, which I like the ultimate climbing shoe. So it's like you, you've gone from being so underprepared. The free solo of the trainer world. <laughs> I'll be wearing the Converse. Yeah. Ooh, free serious. He knows what he's doing. He's he got the Converse on. Give me some chalk. I'll be straight up. <laughs> no rope. So, no rope. No I don't need a rope I'm free climbing I've seen I've seen the dorm wall but they've got rope haven't they because yeah, I've done it. it with the kids and if they fall it stops them yeah but Ben the thing that Jack is failing to like mention here is the context of this place you walk in the doors and you're in an indoor entertainment centre so you've got Nando's you've got Pizza Express everything and in the middle of the reception is this climbing wall so everyone can see yeah. So they've got this rig that's in the roof, yeah, that's like a track that goes around the the whole, like, place. High wires. Yeah. They basically, like, strap you to this top of this track, and it just sort of, like, swings you around the arena for everybody to see. And I'd been signed up to do this. Is it one of those ones where you, they put the harness on, it goes right up your crack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're going around with everyone looking at you going, oh, I can see right yeah. up his crack. So, but people Oof. are tucking into a burger and they're looking up and they're seeing David Platt <laughs> flying on wires like Peter Pan above them. Did you scream? I was very good. So I pretended I was riding a bike as I'm going around. There's no bike. Very good. Comedy as well. Comedy as well. I'm doing the Superman. I'm doing everything. I can't believe nobody sent me a message. <laughs> Coulson, the amount of people that came up to me and went, I know Coulson. I oh, did they? <laughs> I know Coulson. Did you not see the statue of me when you pulled into Castleford? <laughs> I remember we still talk about Coulson pissing in the ball pit. <laughs> we miss him. How is he? Castleford. Home of the Romans, birthplace of Henry Moore, and schooling of Colson Smith is what the signs say. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Colson Land. As if people say that I know Colson, I love that. I love yeah. He owes me some money. <laughs> <laughs> so you did rock climbing, flying. Yeah. Anything else? Uh what else did they do? Trampoline world Ooh. that just stank as sick. I don't know. So that was it. That was my that's so my week. In like Sofa Cinema Club style, if you had to rate your day out at Castleford, what would you give it? <laughs> Do you know you've got to go big because every everything's all in there. Do you know what I mean? It's got it all. It has got it all. Toilets. It's fine. And it was the thing is it was pissing down of rain, so you can imagine it was packed. It was foot rammed of people. When it first opened, they had a zip wire from the roof into the car park. It literally had everything. <laughs> Quick exit. Begs the question, why did they take that out? Someone landed and got run over. Yeah, yeah. Ben, what have you been up to? Well, it's been a storm. Mm. It has been a storm. I don't know whether anyone realised that it's been a storm. <laughs> anyone noticed? Has it been but, three uh, storms in the past week? Yeah. Kicked off one, up, oh, one in Mank. One down our way, then the return fixture back up. I caught them all. <laughs> so I caught the one in Manchester, went home, caught the other bad one down south, came, drove back up in it. 
motorway flooded. Mm. Now, you know when they're in the Blair Witch and it's making all noises, the wood, and they got scared? Well, we live next to a wood. Now, that's that's just general noise. You always hear that. Badgers are kicking off, foxes are kicking off, everything. Nothing. Storm goes, no animals. And then I'm sitting here, I'm at night, and I'm thinking, oh, something could fall down here. And if, do you know what a tree sounds like when it cracks, when it goes? Have you ever been near a tree? No. So I've heard it a few times and you hear this like big crack, massive crack, and then you wait. Is it going to land on the house? Yeah. Is it going to land on the house? <laughs> and I heard a crack, woke bolt upright and waited. Yeah, proper, proper next drop straight down. Luckily, just didn't hit the roof. Oh, <laughs> my proper. God. Obviously, though, in that situation, I'm wide awake. Everyone else fully asleep. You and Star. Star? Star needed a wee. <laughs> ran out, went, fuck this, pissed, r- walking, and then ran back in. Just went, oh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then ran back in and went, it's awful out there, it's raining. So it was storm. And then little Star, she had a trip to London and she went to a dog cafe. You're going to love this, Jack. So, you know, when you go to a cafe and you get a coffee and you've got cakes, there's cakes for dogs. Their own menu. Doggy donuts. Yeah, but they're doggy donuts. So it's like mashed potato and something, but it's made in a fairy cake. And you can sit down and you can order them a starter, a main and a pudding. <laughs> so they just sort of like sit with you in that? Yeah, they sit with you and you have a little blanket and they come around and give you a treat and you go, what would you like? And then they ask the dog. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you want the wine list? So it's like a cafe. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she had a donut, loved it. So she had a better week than all of us, I think. That would doggy cafe. I don't think we've got doggy cafes up here. We've got cat petting cafes. There's already cats in there. Yeah, but they're not your cats. Oh, they're just hanging out. You just go in to pet the cats. Get fleas and come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? The trip advisor of you came for a latte, left with fleas. Fleas. <laughs> uh, so that was my week. Colson, what about yours? It's been full on, you know. It's, there's been a lot going on. Um, so a few weeks ago, I was learning how to ski. And now at the tender age of 23, there is a new sport that I have to learn that I've never been that good at so I've been hitting the old swimming pool and I've been learning how to swim now I say I can't swim I can doggy paddle <laughs> hold on that's not a swim you could survive if you fell in you could oh, survive I don't know if I could survive depends if there's a current get to edge <laughs> get to edge get to edge what happens if he's in the sea oh no tough tough shit Ooh, channel crossing back in the day at school I was the only kid in the shallow end. Yeah, everyone else was in the deep end. I was still in the shallow end. And, you know, in like, basically, I went for this first lesson and I was like, what's it going to be like? Is it literally going to be like I'm six years old and she's going to be throwing bricks at the bottom of the pool and saying, get them before they hit the bottom? Yeah. She went, just just go and swim, see how you do. And I was like, all right. So I started swimming. And then she was like, yeah, that, that that's good. That's right. And I was like, what am I doing? And basically I was doing... Front crawl legs, but doggy paddle, and I had my head out of the water. So now I'm like four hours into lessons, 
and I, I can have my head underwater in front crawl and I'm learning how to breathe. So it's, I mean, it's full on. Front crawl is a skill, by the way. Oh, yeah. So that you stay straight. <laughs> Shepherd. Shepherd, stay straight. Just stay straight and you're fine. You'll win. That's been, number one has been swimming lessons. That's good. And then the other, like, annoying thing that I don't know if people will be able to relate to this, but, um, you know, you get your vouchers for Christmas, yeah? Mm. Well, I was laying in bed on Saturday night and I thought, I'm going to spend a voucher that I got for Christmas. So I wanted a new pillow because my bed has four pillows, but I want a fifth pillow. I want like a big, heavy memory foam, like thick. Four's not enough. Who has four these days? Who has four? I was just thinking that. It's like, you need five just to make sure you broke your posture while you're sleeping. (laughs) So I, I bought this extra pillow with a voucher. And because I bought it with a voucher, I don't think it felt like I was spending money on it. So when it's come to do the old delivery, well... It, I've got the notification to say it's been delivered. And I'm searching around the flat and I'm going, it's, well, it's not been delivered. It's not here. I got it delivered to the flat that I used to live in with Jack three and a half years ago. Oh, so they've got a nice pillow. Have you not been round and said, well, what do I do? Knock on and be like, I'm really sorry. Did you get a pillow delivered well, by yeah. Argos? It's basic. I wouldn't go round. I wouldn't, wouldn't go you? round. I definitely no. Definitely would. Just say they didn't deliver it. But they definitely did. And they when they go, oh, we'll re-deliver it, I'll be like, can you re-deliver it to a different address as well, please? How come you put your old address in I, I don't know. I think, because I think, I've not checked, I reckon the last time I ever ordered off Argos, mm. it must have been to the old flat. If Whoever's in that flat, let us know what the pillow's like. Last time you ordered something from Argos was probably when we got that Monopoly board. <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> literally, probably it. And then the other thing that I did this week was hosted. I was going to say hosted YouTube, but Ben, I you live here, so you were. Thank you, though. <laughs> Thanks for hosting me in my own flat. <laughs> Before we go into talking all things Greece Lightning, yes, Jack, Greece Lightning. Um, let's just have a little bit of a Sofa Cinema Club admin update, okay? Oh, I love these. These are the ones I wait for. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, you want to fucking take some notes here, Shepard. Because the last admin update we had was two and a half years old. <laughs> That's on the way, though. We're doing that now. That's on the way, isn't it? Sent it. A few weeks ago, we launched the first ever range of Sofa Cinema Club mugs. And in doing so, we had a competition, didn't we? The competition was anyone who pre-ordered a bundle before Valentine's Day got entered into a draw to win a signed bundle. We have the news of that lucky person. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you think they're ready? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you thought about that? Like, like, final answer, Chris. Final answer. <laughs> Can I go 50-50? No, I won't. No, fuck that. I don't want to waste it. Final answer, Jack. They're, you said they're ready. Our audience said. If you were one of the people who ordered a bundle before Valentine's Day, cross your fingers, get your raffle ticket ready, because the winner of a signed bundle is Harrison Wrighton. No reaction. 
love I love the drum roll You'll get, don't worry we're going to have music on there there'll be flares and then it'll go bang 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 Harrison will come out of the smoke crying because he's won the mugs he's won the bundle Harrison you got the bundle yes yes it's all I've ever wanted in life it's like the Euro Millions but better it is that thing of what would you rather win the Euro Millions or the signed mug bundle from the South Cinema Club the mug, mug bundle all day bundle long. all day long 140 million or a bundle bundle <laughs> <laughs> so Harrison in a couple of weeks there will be a mug bundle <laughs> I said that good loosely. luck Harrison I in a couple of years <laughs> going off our record with poor Stevie Docs it's two and a half years but in a couple of weeks there will be a bundle of signed Sofa Cinema Club mugs on their way to you as the competition winner and if you didn't win the competition but you still want some mugs all you've got to do is go to thesofacinemaclub.com forward slash merch and on there you will find all the mugs available to buy are we ready to talk all things Greece yeah we're ready so when it's audience choice we always bring somebody on from home to give us a synopsis and this week the person who is helping us out by doing a synopsis is Kirsty McKenney. And Kirsty McKenney is all the way from Kent, Seven Oaks in Kent, which is far away, isn't it, Ben? Thought you were going to say somewhere like Bahrain or something. Seven Oaks is on the tube, but Kent is miles away. This is what I've never understood. Seven Oaks isn't on the tube. Is Seven Oaks not on the tube? Seven Sisters is on the tube. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> two two that's different why, places. That's why you've thought to yourself, ooh, that's weird, they're on the tube, but it's miles away. How's that work? <laughs> Geography is different in the South. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we hear Kirsty's synopsis, she did send us a little bit of a note to tell us that her favourite film is The Truman Show. Mm. And believe it or not, Ben, you won't believe it because I don't. Her highlight of the podcast is Jack's Hidden Gem. Boom. Deal with boom. It. Boom. Kirsty, let's have a synopsis of Greece. Hi, so for Cinema Club, my name is Kirsty, and I'll be giving you a brief synopsis of Greece. It's 1958 and T-Bird Danny Zuko meets Sandy at the beach. They have a summer long romance before Sandy is due to return home to Australia. Sandy's family then decide to stay and she enrolls at Rydell High. This is where Sandy meets the pink ladies. Sandy and Danny then bump into each other at the pep rally. Danny tries to play it cool and pies Sandy and she's absolutely devastated. The film then follows the pink ladies and the T-Birds as they navigate senior year, Danny trying to win back Sandy, the televised prom, the drive through Thunder Road Turf War with the Scorpions. The film ends at the graduation carnival and Sandy arrives dressed in black leather and knocks Danny off his feet. The gang then sing You're the One That I Want and Danny and Sandy drive off into the clouds. She's done the full film. She's done the entire film. I mean... It's good. It's got it all in there, but there's too much in there, too I'm much. afraid. Kirsty, I'm, I'm... Ooh, I think you've been harsh. I like it, Kirsty. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. She's covered all the bases. She's given you a, an idea of what she started strong. She started strong, but then she got into Sandy's parents. They have a change of heart. They don't go to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's done very well, but there's a lot in there. My highlight is this, she said pie. She said pies. She got she a said pie Danny in Pies, there. Sandy, pie. and for me, that that's probably the best synopsis we've had. <laughs> so let's talk about how we watched it. It was a rarity. It was like the good old days. We all sat on the sofa and watched it together, didn't we, Jack? Yep. Usual seats. Me in the middle. 
you two on the wings. Snacks. You've got sweets. Very good sweets. We got a new sweet, which I haven't had before, Jack. It was the chocolate button things. But what were they? Galaxy counters. I mean, I didn't have one, but are they not dairy milk chocolate buttons? No, no, no. Dairy milk's a different brand. Yes, but chocolate's chocolate. What do you mean chocolate's chocolate? Chocolate's chocolate. Try saying that to the Swiss. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. See how far you get with Dr. Lindt. (laughs) <laughs> and Mr. and Mrs. Green and Black. They don't, they don't be happy. Chocolate, chocolate. No way, no way. They were a different level. They were a different game, those counters. Mm. Very good. I had to clean this up the next day because Jack had sugar-coated strawberry laces and he left bloody a pile of sugar all over the sofa. We used to call them Spanish. Spanish laces? Well, you see, this is th- something that I've grown up as a kid. I used to always think, Strawberry laces covered in sugar, yeah? I always thought it was just called Spanish, right? As in the nationality. So if someone rang you up and said, oh, pop to the shop and get a packet of Spanish. I know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> what the fuck are you going on about? <laughs> what the f- Strawberry fizzy laces? Yeah, How the fuck I know. is that translated? I know. I know. <laughs> it's mental. I don't know. Have you just misheard or something? But how can you mishear that? What rhymes with Spanish? Vanish? <laughs> I don't know. Get to the shop. Get to the shop. Buy some Vanish and some strawberry laces. You mixed it up and come up with Spanish. How random's that? So we had the snacks. We were all in place and we watched it on Now TV, didn't we? We got Grease up on the PlayStation. Straight off, it's that iconic opening section isn't Full it cheese, but, isn't it at the beginning yeah not, we, we, there's a bit on the beach but we don't really you know the, the film starts when it's Frankie Valley, Grease is the word and it's that cartoon like sketchy montage that takes us all the way through and that is just instantly you know exactly what you're watching don't you it's it, it's iconic for Grease well, it's a banger of a song isn't it yeah and this song wasn't in the original stage production because it was a musical on Broadway before it was a film. Was it? Yeah. So this song wasn't um, featured in the musical and the director didn't like it, didn't want to use it. Didn't like this song, Grease, and didn't like You're the One That I Want and didn't like Summer Nights, wanted to cut them all from the film. That's good because that's not the three best ones. I know. I'm not sure about this song. Which one? The three best ones? Yeah. Didn't want them in the film whatsoever, but Paramount said, they're in the film, dude. That's the fucking film. But he was going to keep the shit ones like Beauty School Dropout and the ones that no one cares about, he was going to keep. Well, yeah. Could have been a very different film. But it would have got called Beauty School Dropout. (laughs) No grease. So, our greasers and the T-Birds, that's who we kind of meet first, and these are... It's weird because... In most American films, it's always the jocks that are the cool kids in it, but it's definite yeah, that yeah, the, enough, the, yeah. the cool kids in this film and the jocks, are the T-Birds. And the jocks are the geeks. And the jocks are the geeks, yeah, yeah which really spins it on its head. So we've got um, Danny, we've got Kikenny, we've got... <laughs> that is an absolute belter. I even said it at the start of the podcast. I'll be playing Kikenny. 
<laughs> it's an absolute belter. What's that's got name? to go. That's got to go down as one of your great ones. You've got to have that on a mug. What's his name? Kanicki. Kanicki. He says it thing. in the film. What did I say? Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> so we got Danny Kanicki. Who else? Go on. I'm going to let you say them. No, I, I don't know the others. Dodie. Dodie. Putsy. And Sonny. They're quite easy to say. I don't know why I went for the hard one. They're the cool <laughs> kids. They're the T-Birds. And then on the other side of the T-Birds, we've kind of got the cool girl group, which is the pink ladies. Rizzo. Frenchie. Frenchie, yep. You've got Jan, Marty and Sandy. I like the pink ladies. I like what they wear. They're cool. Straight off, first question. You're in Greece, who are you? Don't forget, Jack has been in Greece. I've been, I've, I've done Greece a couple of times. I've never been Danny. Ooh, you've been Kanicki. And I was, no, and I've never, ever, ever going to be Danny because I can't sing to save my fucking life. Yeah. Um. So I was never going to be a lead part. I've been Vince Fontaine, obviously, Vince Fontaine. And I've been, who else have I been? Just a, just a T-bird. A random. Just, yeah. A random. So, obviously, in like amateur dramatics, you can't just have like, four T-Birds because you've got like more boys and more girls you know so you need to have 50 T-Birds don't you so I was one of them Every, everyone gets a part yeah everyone gets a one yeah. line I did sing I did sing one song actually and I sang um, Rock and Roll is Here to Stay you know that Rock and Roll is Here to Stay it will never die and my best friend Johnny was my understudy so where we're doing it, by the way, at this theatre, it's like a two and a half thousand seater. It's a proper, proper theatre that we're putting this show on. So it's nerve wracking. I came down with glandular fever, right? I'm like 15 years old. And my mate had to step in and be my understudy. And he was like, what? What the? What you want about? You can't go on. I'm like, dude, have you seen my neck? It's massive. <laughs> and he went, I can't go on. I went, why? You know it. You, you know all the moves. You know the song. You've practised. He went, I went, you've practised, haven't you? You know the song. He went, well, I've, I've sang it, yeah, in the shower. I said, what? You've not actually, like, done the done the steps and that? He's like, no. I'm like, dude, it's easy. No one's going to be looking at you anyway because the dance is going on behind you. You just stand at the front and sing. Well, I'm in the wings and I watched him. He came running out, waving his arms around like he's at a fucking football match, going, Yay! The opening line, it's the opening lines are, Rock and roll is here to stay, it will never die. And he went, Rock and roll is here to stay, everybody die. <laughs> like that. When he finished, he just came off and he went, What the fuck was that? Oh, I pissed my sides off. Everybody died. Everybody died. And the audience just go, Everybody died. I thought it was Greece. Yeah. Turned to audience and went like, oh, I was howling. I was howling. Well, that's the thing when you're on stage. If you make a mistake, you've got to get your head around the fact that only a couple of people in the audience are genuinely going to notice and the rest just won't have a clue. I remember when we did a national theatre play with school, was on stage at the West Yorkshire Playhouse and the kid playing opposite me forgot his line and I looked at him and I didn't know like I was like oh god what do I do here so I fed him the next line and he forgot his line so I just turned around and started basically the next scene because I didn't know what else to do so I fed him two lines and then I was like 
And I was like, can you believe he said that? And turned around and just started the next bit of the scene. Oof. I did then... I did this when I was very young. I did this thing called, it was like Star Wars, but it wasn't Star Wars. It was like a skit. And I was Luke Warmwater. Instead of... Luke Bathwater. <laughs> a bit where Harse Fender was going to kill me. <laughs> and I, someone had to run in and stop me getting killed by a lightsaber. They ran in kicked the stage and did a full front oh. somersault, landed, didn't move. Knocked himself out. Oh, Didn't wow. move. I think we were about eight, nine. Like, came on full guns. I'm going to stop this. This is the big moment. Well, shoot, bam. And I think the name in it was something weird, like, they were meant to be a robot like R2-T2. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone just went, I think that, I think R2-T2's been switched off. <laughs> <laughs> And we had to wait. We had to wait. Fair play. Fair play. Got up. I mean, winded, bad states. Got up and went, hold it right there, half fender. Well, my head had gone. My head had gone. I was was, was like, I was was gone. I was laughing. I was off. I was off. Oh, dearie me. Awful. So Danny and Sandy have met on holiday whilst Danny's been off doing his summer job and for what Danny knows, Sandy is going back to Australia to kind of live her life. And, you know, that's a holiday romance ever. And they're never going to see each other again. A little bit like High School Musical, don't you think? Mm, yep, exactly. On the first day of school, Danny's there with all of his mates. And Sandy's there. Signing for induction. New day of school. Gets partnered up with Frenchie. And it's it's how she's going to fit in. So we've got the opening song, which is Summer Nights, and we've got the T-Birds in one part of the school, and then we've got the Pink Ladies in the other part of the school. I think what we talked about when we were watching it, what struck us, even from the opening, is how much energy they had. Yeah. How much they do in each scene. They're full guns, they're all acting their socks off, they're giving it... Each person's got a very defined character and that makes it that makes it quite exciting at the top, I think. So Sandy's kind of on trial from the Pink Ladies and then we've got the T-Birds and they kind of both ask the question at the same time of, so, how was your summer? And I really remembered this and how well they do it of how it goes from boys' POV to girls' POV to boys' POV to girls. And, that, you know, they're, they're telling the same story in the same song in completely different scenarios and it it, it it just paints the scene so well doesn't it yeah and it's a great it's a great little beat isn't summer it summer loving happens so fast oh dear there we go also very good choreography because it's not going massive guns we're not going into a huge flips at the moment they're keeping it contained they're on the stairs the dance on the stair it's the dance on the stairs though but they use what they've got they place it very well don't they because you could place it on those stairs on bleachers and think you're a bit fucked here to do a dance but it works and then the rest are at the picnic tables works very very well the extras we spotted a few (laughs) didn't we (laughs) we spotted a few do you know what absolutely loving it I found out some all those extras, all the ones sort of dancing, they all entered a competition to be in the film. So it like national competition. So all of those are like proper hand picked and they've gone through rounds and rounds and rounds to be in that film. 
So no wonder they are full on some of the full guns. I could have got this part. I'm Danny. <laughs> Who are you up against? Bloody this lad called John Travolta. He's he's fairly good. You'd be well annoyed, wouldn't you? Blind audition and you rock up and he's there at group stage. Travolta had already done the stage production. Uh, he did Saturday Night Fever the year before, and he he just finished Saturday Night Fever when he went on to start filming for Grease. So, do, do you think he got Saturday Night Fever on the back of no, being in Grease? It, it was a three movie deal. Ah, uh, got you. So he got Saturday Night Fever, Grease, and I can't remember the other one. Something like Moon, Moonstruck, or something, or not that, but it was something. It, there were, it didn't do as well as the other two, basically, and it was a three movie deal with Travolta. And he played Dodie in the stage production off Broadway for a, for for like a, a year or something. Wow! Never played Danny in the stage production. Isn't it funny? I mean, yeah. you can't think of anybody else as Danny Zuko but Travolta. But also, maybe he needed a bit of age on him as well. Maybe because they are older. Well, he was the youngest. Funnily enough, Travolta. He was twenty three. We spotted that one that's far too old, didn't we? Sonny, he was 31. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. No wonder he's so happy. He's, how have I got this? I'm playing a 17-year-old, I'm 31. Travolta's 23. Um, Olivia Newton-John was 28, 29. Oh, was she? Yeah. Jeff Conaway, who's Kanicki, he was 26. Jan Frenchie, they're all mid-20s. Rizzo's got to be old. She's 33. <laughs> 33 playing like a 17, 16 year old. He's Absolutely taking the it. piss. It is, it is noticeable though. Yeah. But they've is. done that bit of not. Ca- if, if you casted one 16 year old, it wouldn't have oh, worked. Yeah, it have fallen flat on its face. But they've also been smarter. They've cast actors, haven't they? Yeah. 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 They cast people who can really carry that film and carry that character. Mm. And speaking of carrying the film, Travolta. Absolutely smash! He smashes it for a minute, wonder he's like the the, the 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 dance in um, Summer Nights. He is just effortlessly cool and just carries it all. And I think that is the thing about like Danny Zuko is a cool, cool character, isn't he? And Travolta just pulls it off yeah. effortlessly. He does with everything, with everything he how he says everything, even his like his little his little laugh and everything. That I always I always remember that little laugh he does when. Um, he says something like, "Send, come on, Sandy, don't make me laugh." Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and his little walk, that walk yeah. that he's got, that little yeah, the, the, walk. The, the swagger that he has. You can really see that they know he knows what works. So there is the moment where Danny and Sandy meet at Rydell High for the first time, and it is, to say the least, a bit of an awkward encounter, isn't it? As Kirsty mentioned in the synopsis. Danny completely pies Sandy off. Coats her off, don't want anything to do with but her. But she's set up, isn't she? Yes, because Rizzo knows exactly what she's like. Well, they know what Zuko's like, and he's this sort of he's this sort of rogue and you know, he's got attitude and blah blah blah, and he's not created that p- persona with Sandy at the beach. He's been a gentleman, he's been loving, he's been a romantic, and he's not got that image in high school. So they expect Danny to, you know, have his normal image that they're used to seeing. And he immediately sees Sandy and completely, the charade of Zuko completely falls, doesn't it? How he goes from, oh my God, Sandy, and he's like buzzing. And then he realises where he is. Yeah, he does. When he's looking at Rizzo going, you fucked me here. Yeah. You've done it deliberately. And she's just smiling. Yeah, she knows. She's smiling going, yeah. 
I know exactly what you're like. So that sets up brilliantly that he has led this double life, isn't he? He's now blown it with her. It's his first love, isn't it? It's his true love. So already you've set up the where we're going to go with the film. Are they going to get together? How's he going to talk to her? Because she doesn't want to know, does she? She starts going out with the head jock guy, doesn't she? Yeah, but first they have that little uh, slumber party at um, Frenchie's, don't they? Oh, yeah. She sings, Look at me, I'm Sandra D. I found a fact out about that song, and it's mad, right? There's a lyric in that song where she's talking about famous singers and, like, pinups, isn't she, throughout the song, like... Yeah. And there's some guy that she talks about. It's cut from the film. It's not actually in the film. But he died the year before. But because, obviously, the musical's older than the film, yeah, it was in the song. But because, obviously, he died so recently, they cut it and they replaced the singer that they're talking about with Elvis Presley. You know, when she goes, Elvis, Elvis, let me be. Right? So they put Elvis's name in. Yeah. Because Elvis was still alive. They filmed the scene... Yeah? Later that night, he fucking died. That night, when they filmed that scene. Fucking hell. And they put his name in, because he was alive, and the other singer were dead, and he died that and night. He died, that good fact. Very good Great fact. fact. You heard it here first, kids. That's a good fact. What were you doing when Elvis were dead? They know. All the pink ladies are becoming friends, um... And then the T-Birds are kind of going through a weird transition because it's quite clear that Danny wants Sandy. And I think the lads are kind of starting to understand that Danny isn't quite him. And they're kind of in, you know, that stage of getting their first car as a group, aren't they? And they've got a rival gang from another school and they're renovating this car. Um, whose car is it? Kanicki's. Kanicki. I see what you did there. You didn't yeah. know his name. I didn't want to say Neil Kill Kenny, did I? <laughs> evil Knievel. Evil <laughs> Whose car was it? Evil Knievel. <laughs> but he rides a bike, I know, but he was in this as well. <laughs> so they're renovating a car which goes to probably the other most iconic song, which, Jack, you belted me and Ben with such a big jack fact, didn't you, for this one? Oh, did I? What was it? I can't remember. Grease Lightning. What's the... F- oh, the fact, yeah. Um, it's originally Kanicki's song. So, in the stage production, and even if you've been and seen the stage production, you'll notice that Kanicki sings this song. And I always thought that's bollocks, because Travolta sings Grease Lightning. But, originally, it was always meant to be Kanicki's song. And Travolta said, I'm doing the film, but I'm singing Grease Lightning. To which Jeff Conway and the choreographer um, said, no, you're not. That's Kanicki's song. That's what I'm meant to sing. And he went, tough tits. I'm doing it. It's my three movie deal. I'm doing Grease Lightning because I want to and it's cool. So apparently a lot of the cast were unhappy that Travolta uh, got to sing it. So if you're watching the stage production in Pudsey 15 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, you nearly get into Jack's big moment, aren't you, Jack, in the film? Yeah, so I was, I've was i done Vince Fontaine, and I, I mean, he's, he's a little bit weird now. <laughs> I mean, he's chatting to, he's chatting to schoolgirls. That's what yeah. he's, he's proper, proper. He tells I mean, he's opening she, line. she'll win the dance competition. His opening line to Marty is, does your parents know I come in your room every night? And then she like looks at him and he goes, I'm talking about the radio. 
It's like, ooh, you creep. I guess if you were to play him now, it basically is, you're the local celebrity, isn't it? That, that That's what, that's what he, he is. is, isn't it? He's the local disc jockey, isn't it? And all the kids listen to him on the but radio. That's what they had in that time. They would go round to different places and film. It was called American Bandstand. So you'd film it from there with... And now, here we are, yeah. tonight, at, and yeah. they go around the country doing it. The, the whole film reminded me of, obviously, High School Musical and Hairspray combined together. Yeah. Because it, it has aspects of... I mean, both both films have probably been stolen from Greece, haven't they? They've, they've pulled little bits out and created films around all of them, but obviously Hairspray with the filming aspect and the TV aspect, and then the... It, it's, I mean, it's High School Musical with Hairspray at the same time. But also it was a big revolution. Cameras, filming, filming at schools, live audience, live shows. It was the start of it all. It's the bit where um, Vincent Fontaine basically gets on the mic and he says, right, we're about to start filming. I'm going to do a bit of an introduction piece. When you see the cameras, just ignore that they're there. And then he does the introduction bit and the cameras start on the audience. And it is literally what any school kid would do if you saw a camera. And it's run to get in shot, wave, hi, mum. Blah, blah, blah. And it is so clever. And it's this dance competition, isn't it, where Danny has kind of plucked up the courage to say to Sandy, look, I'm not like that. I shouldn't have done what I did. Will you be my date to the dance? And she said, yeah. So they're in the dance competition. The whole school, the whole town is really in this dance competition. And Vincent's judging it. And he kind of goes round and kicks people out one by one. And there's another girl there who has a bit of history with Danny, isn't there? Cha-cha. And she's obviously a very good dancer. And they kind of do a thing to make sure that Danny wins where they kind of separate him and Sandy and put him with this other girl. And you kind of see Sandy heartbroken. Yeah, Sonny sort of like takes her off for some random reason. Apparently, she was never meant to be doing any of the dancing with Sandy. He's meant to go to the dance with Cha-Cha or something, and she's not meant to be doing any of the dancing, but Olivia Newton-John wanted to have a go at doing the dancing. So she asked the director if she could just do a bit, and then something happens, and Sonny like, takes her off or something. Because he's meant to take her off right at the start, and she went, can I just have a little go? Oh, and they I went, see. yeah, all right. I think it works the way that it happens. Yeah, it does, know? yeah. It's very clever the way they film it. It feels like... He suddenly changes the filming style into almost much more handheld, like you are watching a dancing competition. It's very smart. Before, it's been quite static, quite filmic. And then suddenly, it feels a lot of energy. You're right inside that dance with the camera. And they all can dance. Travolta's trained dancer. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? Travolta is great. And here's, here's a stat. Well, bit of a fact, film fact. So he's done three films, three Arguably three of his biggest films in his career. Pulp Fiction, Grease, Saturday Night Fever. He's had to dance in all three of them. He enters a dance competition in all three three and wins all three. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Three and three, Travolta. Thank you. Thank you and good night. So he wins a dancing competition and then the next time we see them is at the race at Thunder Road where Neil Kilkenny has pulled out. (laughs) Evil Knievel is in his his car. How do they do this on stage, Jack? 
I can't remember how they do the race actually at Thunder Road. Fun- interesting. That's quite a thing for a stage production because you'd be reading it, go oof, Thunder Road. So we're at Thunder Road and it has to be Danny to drive. Can Nicky sort of hurts his back? It, it, it's a crap excuse because then he's shit. there jumping and celebrating. Sees a see do he's tiny. He drops shoe a coin. Yeah, there was a lucky coin. He drops it, gets hit by the door, lands on his back, and goes, "I can't drive." <laughs> so Thunder Road, Danny goes and wins it for the T-Bird and as he wins it he sees in the distance Sandy who's sat there watching on and Frenchie goes and get her and says come on let's all go and celebrate together and Sandy kind of says to Frenchie can you do me a favour and we see Danny go off and the next time we meet them is kind of at the end of school like gala fair isn't it which is another reason why I want to be American because how good does that look and we didn't quite have that at Kasai this is the only bit that well it's not the only bit, but it's a bit that doesn't really sit right in today's world, is it? That in order to get the guy, she has to go and, and turn into a slapper so that she'll be more attractive for him. But then he changes himself to be more attractive to her he as does well. In a way, yeah. it, it basically just shows that they are willing to sacrifice what each other believes in to be together. So maybe they shouldn't be together. But anyway. Um, so Danny's there all preppy. Sandy's there all levered up, like looking like a T-bird. Mm. And they kind of meet. And he says, to, he says to the boys, look, I'm sorry, I'm wearing this because I want Sandy. And then he sees Sandy. And they then just have the musical number and kind of dance and fall in love. And it kind of leads you on to the start of the happy ending, doesn't it, I guess? Yeah, you're the one that I want. I think the thing I got from it was they both realise... It's not the outside that counts. It's what they had inside. Yeah. That's what they come to. She changes her look. He changes his. But in the end, they've got to be themselves and grow up because he says it's to his mates. You can't follow me forever. We've got to grow up. We've got to yeah. get on. And then they start dancing around. The- I think the choreography in this in the funhouse is fantastic because it's pretty crap funhouse. It looks shit. It looks shit. It looks ropey. But they make it. I I never remembered when I watched it as a kid it being ropey. I remember thinking this looks amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying yeah that the fun house looks shit. What they're doing in there is it's brilliant. It's yeah. mint. Yeah, yeah, really good. The flying car. Yeah, it's weird. I've never <laughs> never worked that out. Now I like it. Dear. Yes, because there's a part of that kitsch fifties where it's sort of like a play on the film. To go, they go off to the stars. Right. And actually, for me, I can understand why it would stick out. But I also kind of got the reference that they're going, those two have gone to the stars. They've they've come out of the film. Yeah. And they've gone, you know, up. Um, I quite like it. I like the way they both go, ooh, like they really are flying. They're clearly on the ground. Brilliant. Uh, Woo! Well, we're going to jump in our flying car, go off to the stars and have a quick break. And when we've landed back, we will rate the film. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We landed. We're back from the start. <laughs> Let's race. Seven it. nights. <laughs> Jack, I am going to let you start. Are you? Oof. Yeah. I think you should go first, Colson. Well, I'm not going first. Why aren't you going first, Colson? I don't this want to go th- first. I don't. It's not my film. It's the audience film. I think this would be interesting to find out. You love High School Musical. Yeah. And it is what you open this series and this whole podcast with is these kind of films. So it would seem to me like this is the original start of those films mm. so without listening to us and what we're saying color it that you go from your gut yeah if there's any film if there's any film from the that should be a colson film it's this now you can hear jack and you can hear me but it's not our films this is your film and i would have said it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on on whether you go to yourself, oh shit, because what you start to see in films, like me and Jack are appreciating, and now you're you're appreciating, is film and art and music borrow. They take stuff. They take the best bits. Someone's gone, Greece was good, and this was good, and they're good. Is it better than High School Musical? Is High School Musical better? So that's why I think you should go first. If we start opening our mouths and going, it's this and this... It will colour what you're going to say. And it is, it might be the audience pick, but it's definitely one of your picks. Okay, so Greece. Um, like I said, High School Musical, Hairspray, like even bits of Camp Rock in it, like every Disney musical that I have ever watched is heavily influenced by Greece. And I must have watched Greece as a kid before I watched like High School Musical and so on and so on and so on. The bits that stand out to me are, you know, the three big songs of Grease, Summer Nights, and You're the One That I Want. Like, they they, they properly do stick out. Um, everyone always wanted to be Danny Zuko, and everyone always wanted to be Sandy. Like, that's kind of was always a thing. And when you look at those films that now I love, like the High School Musical and the Camp Rocks and so on and so on, like... Troy Bolton is Danny Zuko, isn't he? He's the cool kid that every girl wants. Gabriella's the innocent, sweet girl that's new and like it's. It, they are nigh on the same film and the same story. Um, what I really loved about Greece was the way it is just fun, and I don't think it really tries to be anything else. Like it has, it has the messages in there that it kind of any teen film of that era should have. But I think its ultimate underline when they were making the film was more, let's just make a really fun love story with songs. And that's what I got from it. 8.5. Ben? I saw this film first at school. I think I must have been seven. And we sat in the school hall and watched it. And it was fucking brilliant. Watching it at school, it was... I, I think it's... I think this, for me, 
I suppose is I just think technically it's better than High School Musical, but I'm going to. I just think the songs are better. They've rehearsed it to shit and that comes over because it's tight. And yet it's still what I do like about this, I suppose, to as opposed to High School Musical. It still feels a bit raggy. It still feels a bit like kids falling and the dancing's not absolutely crisp. Some people are really good. Some people are What I love about it is that feeling of it being quite like not perfect. Fuck it. Let's have it. Let's do a musical. And then we'll go, I can dance a bit and I can sing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of musicals, so I don't know. In terms of musicals, it's right up there for me. But I'm not going to go massive on a on a rating, I think. I think I might go the same as you, Cos. 8.5. It has to be 10 for me, for Greece. Ooh! You're not beating Greece. As far as musicals come out, you're not beating it. There's nothing that's been out since Greece that beats it. Nothing. And that's it. It's the pinnacle. It's everything. The cast... The songs, the script, the way it's shot, the choreography, everything. And yeah, it means more to me, this um, film, because I watched it. I was Danny Zuko. I stood on the couch at home and I did the Grease Lightning moves and I learnt them. And I watched that shit before school. And then I went to school thinking I'm Zuko. And then, and then I grew, and <laughs> this could be I just shut up fucking Shepherd, yeah, shut up, it's yeah, maths. Yeah, yeah. It could be Grease Lights, Geography Shepherd, please. But do you not think you're talking about Greece the same way that I talk about high school musical and Hannah Montana right now? Exactly. And it's hard to give it any other rating but ten. Because you fucking loved it as a kid. Yeah. And I still love it now. I watched it with you and I went, this is the song. This is the banger. Watch this. It's fun. You watch it and you laugh and you you, you, you can sing along with the song still. And what I, I, I want, Still. Still I went big You can there. still hit those notes, still Jack. Hit them notes. You can hit those notes. I think you could be Danny. You could be I my could, Danny. I could be Danny next. I could be Danny. Yeah. I could be Danny. It's 27 out of 30. Yeah, I think pff, it's got to be. But that's got to be your first ten for a while, Jack. No, I think I've I think I've done a ten before. I think I've, I think my ratings have been really high. You know this series. Oh yeah, actually, did you give? Did you? You might have given a ten for Godfather, a ten for Parasite, a ten for Home Alone. Yeah. Although you might not think they're ten films, but the categories that they're in, it's a Christmas film. Home Alone. You're not getting better. This is musical. You're not getting better. You've got gangster film, The Godfather. You're not getting better. Do you know what I mean? So they have to be fucking tens. Sounds like an advert. It does, doesn't it? I'll put them all in a bag. <laughs> it's a t- normally 20, it's a tenner. You're not going to get better. You're not going to... It's three tens in a bag. <laughs> so it's 27 out of 30. And Jack spoke about genres of films. He spoke about musicals, but we four... We find out what I am setting for the boys and all you to watch next week. Jack, it is time for Kirsty McKenney's favourite moment. It is Jack's, Jack's hidden, hidden gem. gem. I tell you what, we're waiting. <laughs> week. It could be high dramatic. The gem this week. That's my favourite line from you. Yeah, the gem this week. <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> great. You could fit that on a mug. Get that on a mug. Yeah, coaster. That can go on the coaster. <laughs> can go on the t-shirt, round the back. <laughs> the gem this week's on the iPlayer. Brand new. Louis Theroux's done it again. 
He's released a brand new series that's all based in America. And it's called Forbidden America, actually. And he's basically investigating um, how America has sort, is sort of interacting with social media and their politics from music, rap music, to um, social media, the internet, and all that. And it's all about America, basically. It's very, very good. Louis Theroux's America. Yeah, Forbidden America, it's called. Forbidden America. Yeah. Three eps, three hours. It's on the iPlayer. It's the gem. It's just come out. Watch it. What are we watching next week, Coles? Um, fought long and hard about this. <laughs> and, then, and then didn't bother and went back to my list. It's my second to last pick of the series. Is it? Bloody hell, yeah. that's come around. Well, this is the 12th episode of series five. They've flown, haven't they? Haven't they flown? They've flown. The audience think that. Whoosh! <laughs> Listen again if you need to. <laughs> so I did, I did go to my list, Ben, and I looked through my list and I thought, what can I pick for them? And I thought Grease is a musical. So that means I should pick another musical. No! <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Almost like I've not read the memo and I've not got the bit of mixing up the genres, but I am picking a musical. But I'm picking a bit of a different musical. Next week, we are watching A Star Is Born. Which one? The new one, obviously. I don't know. There's, some, there's three. I don't think that's the musical that you were expecting, but I think... This is a very different take on a musical because unlike Greece, Greece outlines itself to be a, a happy, fun film with songs in. A Star Is Born hits very different notes while still having some banging songs. So I'll be interested to see what we all think of it. Ooh, interesting. So that's what we're watching next week. If you want to keep in touch with us and let us know what you think of the podcast and the films that we're reviewing... You can do. All you've got to do to do that is go over to Instagram. We are at Sofa Cinema Club on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. If you want to email us, you can do. At help. <laughs> you can do. <laughs> Hello at the sofacinemaclub.com. And remember, if you want to get your hands on the mugs, all you've got to do is go to the sofacinemaclub.com and buy them. Forward slash merch. <laughs> So before we finish the episode, we always do a shout out to our newest supporters on Patreon. And if you want to be one of these supporters, all you've got to do is go over to www.patreon.com forward slash Sofa Cinema Club. And on there, you will find two tier systems to subscribe to us, to support us, where you get extra stuff on the podcast. And the extra stuff that you get is ad-free episodes bonus content plus much much more including the thing that everyone who's on patreon is talking about which is access to instagram close friends Oof, that's the one <laughs> and our newest members who are getting jobs at the old sofa cinema club cinema this week are now hold on hold on i've just got to jump in here because do you remember last week we had wendy basil yeah she did everything <laughs> yeah. she did everything right Wendy's written in. She's a, she's written in. She's she's on the Patreon. She loves it. Wendy Basil with this absolute banger. So crazy thing, guys. I really work at a university performing arts theatre in the box office. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that absolutely That's mint? Mad. Always sending love from New Jersey. P.S. A friend went to a screening of Blair Witch at NYU before it was released. 
They were told it was real before they went in and there were artefacts and glass cases on the display in the lobby. That included tapes and equipment found in the woods. Needless to say, she said the theatre completely freaked out. You shit yourself. That's great. I saw it in the theatre and got really motion sick. Uh, Take care and keep up the interesting shows. Wendy Basil. Brilliant. Brilliant. So joining Wendy in the box office this week, her helping hand is... Emily Mitchell. Lauren and Lauren Anderson on um on oh I know what she does. The um the organ. <laughs> the Do you organ. remember the organ? Oh, yeah, yeah, come yeah, up yeah, and yeah. play the tune, the organ. She's the organ. Clapperboard boy. It's Norman Hetherington. <laughs> <laughs> he does it. <laughs> I really love good. that. Absolute brilliant, brilliant. And coming into the cinema halfway through to check you're all sat in the right seats, it's Jenny Haynes. Cinema Usher. Is that what? Is that an Usher? Is that what an Usher's done? Usher, yeah. I mean, that never used to be a thing. You never used to have to book a ticket at the cinema. It's like a new thing, that, isn't it? Having a set seat. Well, no. You guys won't even remember this. They didn't stop the showings. So you could jump in to the middle of a film. So when you finished your film, you could sneak into another film and start watching that. And they kept them going. So you could watch half another film and then dick in... And they used to have... Uh, B movies, A and B movie, but no, they've got everyone. You got burgers now. You've got lights. You've got lamps. You've got sofas. It's not like the old days, is it, Ben? Something smoking. Yeah, smoking. Bring that back. That's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is enough of Sofa Cinema Club for this week. If you want to join us on Monday, we're back for Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrial, where we're hearing from you guys at home as well as telling you what's available to watch on terrestrial TV. And we're back here on Thursday for A Star Is Born. Until then, good night. God bless. Good night. Good night. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.